Amateur Radio Newsline report number 2310 with a release date of Friday, February 4th, 2022 to follow in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The following is a QST. Radio adventure in the sea north of Russia. Japan reaches out to young amateurs. And hams honor one of America's best known presidents. All this and more as Amateur Radio Newsline report number 2310 comes your way right now. From around the world, this is Newsline, Amateur Radio's independent weekly amateur radio news and bulletin service. Now reporting from Picayune, Mississippi, here is Don Wilbanks, AE5DW. We begin this week with a tale of adventure. While many of us in the Northern Hemisphere may be bitterly complaining about winter's bite, here are some amateurs who are actively seeking out the most wintry of winters, north of Russia. Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, has the details. It is little more than a month before a team of six adventurers from the Russian Robinson Club departs for Rikachev Island in the Kara Sea. The island, which is number AS104 in the Islands on the Air award scheme, bears the name of the late Russian meteorologist who was devoted to the study of Russia's northern seas. The team departs on March the 3rd and will travel to their activation site by snowmobile, setting up camp and using the call sign R150WS. The call sign is a nod to the 150 years that have elapsed since Rikachev Mikhail Alexandrovich and other scientists founded the Russian Weather Service. According to a Twitter posting by Andy, EU7A, the team may also try to operate en route from Isachenko Island, IOTA AS050. If they are successful, they'll be active there as RI0BI. This adventure is the sixth in the club series of Legends of the Arctic de expeditions According to the club's website, they are also planning a video documentary similar to those created on previous de expeditions For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. Meanwhile, in the much warmer Caribbean, amateurs are marking nearly three decades of success for their club in St. Vincent and the Grenadines. John Williams, VK4JJW, has that report. The view of Mount St. Andrews could not have been more perfect for members of the ULU radio movement in St. Vincent and the Grenadines. On January 22nd, members of the Ham Radio Organization and their families gathered within view of that important summit to mark 27 years since the group was founded atop that peak 2,000 feet above sea level by five amateurs. Known originally as the Rainbow Radio League, its purpose remains the same today, providing a team of volunteers available for disaster communications by radio. Sean Patterson, J88CU, one of the original five, spoke at the recent celebration, sharing the story of the ham's first portable operation as a formal group in 1995. The anniversary celebration included the induction of two honoured guests, Ira Harris, VP2EIH from Anguilla, and Donald Howe, 9Z4FV from Trinidad, as Yulu members. The next day, the celebration continued as some of the hams visited Mary Barnard, J88AM, and Martin Barnard, J88AA, to thank the two long-time hams for their years of personal assistance to Yulu. Moving forward, the group's next step is to consider a name change to the Yulu Amateur Radio Association and make plans for several SOTA and POTA activations this year. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm John Williams, VK4JJW. CW enthusiast, were you busy with your straight key for the first few weeks of the year? You're likely in the log for a very successful event by the Straight Key Century Club. Randy Sly, W4XJ, is here to tell us more. 
The party's over, says the welcoming message on the Straight Key Century Club website. That means that January's Straight Key Month, the club's 16th annual event, ended in a flurry of final contacts, fast approaching a total of almost 50,000, according to their website. In addition to congratulating all club members who signed up to be operators for this special event, the club also thanked Justin, KF0GZB, for submitting the design that is being featured in this year's Straight Key Month QSL card. The event also marked the 16th anniversary of the Straight Key Century Club, which encouraged all operators to celebrate the original tools of the early days of radio telegraphy by using straight keys, bugs, or cootie keys during their shifts on the air. Official stations operated in all 13 U.S. regional call areas. Separate stations were on the air from six IARU continental regions, along with those in Alaska, Hawaii, and Puerto Rico. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Randy Sly, W4XJ, operating this year as K3Y Stroke Zero. Congratulations to the members of the new Westminster Amateur Radio Club in British Columbia, which has been given an $8,000 grant from the province to support and develop its emergency radio response capabilities. According to a report in the new Westminster record, the Ham Club is among 250 nonprofit groups to receive grants from an estimated $140 million of funding, which supports public safety and conservation programs. The grant to the Amateur Radio Club is part of about $5.5 million earmarked specifically for emergency and safety services. No one likes radio interference, not hams, and certainly not airline pilots. Ed Durant, DD5LP, tells us about interference that's reportedly impacting planes' navigation. Radio interference that has created electronic spoofing of GPS signals is reported to be interfering with aircraft attempting to land at Israel's Ben Gurion Airport, according to several news outlets. The Times of Israel reports that the signals are coming from defence systems installed in Syria by Russia and they are having an impact on commercial airliners. State-owned Israeli TV station KAN said that Moscow had told Israel the signals are part of a defence system designed to protect protect Russian soldiers in Syria. A pilot told the KAN news outlet that the signals during the last four weeks have been as strong as those experienced in early 2019. The pilot said, however, that those earlier signals eventually stopped. He told the station, quote, What we've run into is electromagnetic spectrum interference from the east, which has taken us a while to understand what it is, end quote. The report said that officials believe the interference with commercial planes is collateral damage and that the jamming is directed elsewhere. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Ed Durant, DD5LP. In Japan, officials have begun taking extra steps to ensure amateur radio is accessible for the youngest of the young who aspire to get their licenses. Jason Daniels, VK2LAW, has been following that story. Members of a new panel designed to make amateur radio more accessible for beginners in Japan held their first meeting on January 26th. The Amateur Radio Advisory Board for Wireless Human Resource Development was created by the Ministry of Internal Affairs and Communications. One of its members is Yoshinori Takeo, Juliet Golf 1 Kilo Tango Charlie, President of the Japan Amateur Radio League. According to a press release on the Ministry's website, the goals include fostering experimentation and research in amateur radio and making activities more accessible for newcomers, especially the very young. 
the creation of the panel follows efforts during the past few years by Yoshinori and the JARL working in cooperation with the Japan Amateur Rodeo Development Association, the JARL pressed the ministry two years ago to find more opportunities for elementary and junior high school students to learn about amateur rodeo. For Amateur Rodeo Newsline, I'm Jason Daniels, VK2LAW. Amplitude modulation enthusiasts have been gearing up for the AM rally being held from zero hours UTC Saturday, February 5th through to 0700 UTC on Monday, February 7th. Plans are in place, even with the prospect of a CME impacting 40 meters and up. Technician class licensees even have a chance operating AM on 6 meters with the preferred frequency of 50.400 megahertz. If you don't want to keep a log, you can still submit details about your participation on the event website. For details, visit amrally.com. Then start listening for the call of CQ AM Rally. It's time for you to identify your station. We are the Amateur Radio Newsline, heard on bulletin stations around the world, including the Lookout Mountain Amateur Radio Community's N4LMC repeater and the LMARC Southeast Link Digital Systems on Friday at 7.30 p.m. local time. Some new long-distance records are being claimed for contacts using amateur radio satellites. Congratulations to Juan Philippe, A65GC, and Jerome, F4DXV, for their QSO on HO113 made on the 13th of January between the United Arab Emirates and France. Their contact at 1952 UTC reportedly spanned a distance of 5,298 kilometers, or nearly 3,300 miles. Jerome F4DXV also reported a contact with Sergey ES4RM, which would be a new record for AO109. That contact between Estonia and France on the 22nd of December last year, they believe covered 2,445 kilometers or 1,500 miles, setting a new record for that satellite. Their contacts were reported on the AMSAT News Service. Well done. Australian amateurs are paying tribute to nine decades of the Australian Broadcasting Corporation. They're doing it by, what else? Getting on the air. Jim Meachin, ZL2BHF, has those details. Just weeks after hams in the UK began operating with a special call sign marking the 100th anniversary of the British Broadcasting Corporation, similar on the air festivities are taking place down under. Ham radio operators in Australia are using the call sign VK90ABC to mark the 90-year anniversary of the Australian Broadcasting Corporation. It's a nod to that memorable moment when the nation's airwaves came alive on the 23rd of November in 1923 with Australia's first licensed public radio broadcast which featured the St Andrews Choir. All amateur radio operators throughout Australia will be eligible to use the call sign but must apply for it first through an email to info at vk90abc.net. According to the call sign's QRZ page, there will be no QSLs sent direct or by the Bureau. Contacts are to be confirmed via LOTW and EQSL with logs uploaded once a month. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jim Meachin, ZL2BHF. Another special event, this one in the U.S., marks the life of an American president, as we hear from Skeeter Nash, N5ASH. There's a lot of history in the logs of the log cabin in Lerna, Illinois, home of the Lincoln Log Cabin State Historic Site. The cabin was home to Thomas Lincoln and Sarah Bush Lincoln, father and stepmother of Abraham Lincoln, the lawyer who was to become the 16th president of the United States. 
The National Trail Amateur Radio Club is marking Lincoln's February birthday by putting two call signs on the air between February 7th and 13th. Be listening for K9L, which will be used by members operating from their home QTH, and W9L, which will be used at the historic site itself. There will be commemorative QSL cards for successful contacts on all bands in all modes. The 86-acre historic site is no stranger to important moments in history, and this amateur radio event expects to be one of them. To learn more about how to get in the log, the radio log in this case, visit the QRZ page for either call sign. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Skeeter Nash, N5ASH. What's that up in the sky? A radio telescope in Australia has picked up some unusual signals, and Graham Kemp, VK4BB, tells us what they might just be. We've all heard strange transmissions on the air, but perhaps none as strange as these. A radio telescope in Western Australia has been picking up highly polarised signals in a repeating series of pulses, suggesting that the bright object which appears to be its source possesses a strong magnetic field. The scientists at the International Centre for Radio Astronomy Research are detecting the radio waves at a rate of three times an hour. An astrophysicist at Curtin University believes this might be a magnetar, something that only existed in theory until recently. Researchers have known about the bright object since it was first seen in March of 2018. The more than 4,000 low-frequency antennas of the Murchison Wide Field Array are picking up transmissions which originate some 4,000 light-years away from Earth. Curtin University astrophysicist Natasha Hurley-Walker has stated that no, this isn't coming from aliens. To solve the mystery, researchers at the Pawsey Supercomputing Centre in Perth will be exploring data from similar pulsing objects to compare to this one. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Graham Kemp, VK4BB. If you're excited about attending Hamcation in Orlando, Florida this month and just excited about the World Radio Sport Team Championships next year in Bologna, Italy, here's a way to combine the two events. Be sure to look for organizers of the WRTC. WRTC organizers said they're happy to be finally making the trip after two long years. WRTC organizers Claudio I4VEQ and Fabio I4UFH will be making a presentation at Contest University on February 10th at the Double Tree by Hilton Hotel Orlando at SeaWorld, and will be attending Hamcation, which runs through February 13th. In the world of DX, the Bouvet Island 3Y0JD expedition has received another financial boost in support of its planned activation in November. The Norwegian Radio Relay League will be providing 20,000 krona, the equivalent of about $2,200 in U.S. currency. A number of Norwegian D expeditioners are participating in the much-anticipated activation. Meanwhile, in Antarctica, Chris W2RTO is active from the K4USV McMurdo station on Ross Island, AN011, on 20 meters. Chris is using SSB and FT8 and will be on the air until mid-2022. QSL KC4USV via K7MT or Logbook of the World. In Bulgaria, Anton LZ1XM will activate the special call sign LZ150GD in honor of the 150th anniversary of the birth of Bulgarian revolutionary Georgi Nikolov Delchev. Georgi is considered a national hero. Anton will be on the air between February 1st and 28th, QSL via the Bureau only. Listen for Lee, K3DMG, on the air in Aruba as P4-stroke K3DMG until the end of March. He's operating holiday-style on various HF bands using mainly CW, RTTY, and the digital modes. QSL via Logbook of the World and EQSL. Paper QSLs will not be accepted. 
And throughout the month of February, Rob, P-A-0-R-D-Y, will activate the special call sign PF-88-A-N-T from Amsterdam, marking the 19th Antarctic Activity Week celebration, which takes place between February 21st and 27th. Send QSLs via P-A-0-R-D-Y, direct, which is preferred, or by the Bureau. And for our final story, we say, don't look now, but there's something on your tower, and it's not an antenna. Ralph Squalacci, KK6ITB, identifies the culprit. When it comes to hunting DX, it's always fun to do it as a team. That partnership works nicely for Anne Elizabeth Manna, WB1ARU, and her husband Tony, WA1ENO, who make good use of their 60-foot tower. It has a step IR three-element beam with a 40-meter loop about 53 feet up and a 10-meter beam mounted crosswise above it at a height of about 57 feet. The tower is also home to a homebrew three-legged wire antenna that runs off the tower to trees that are across a pond behind their house. A little lower down on the tower, a standoff mount holds ladder line that connects the wire antenna. While these are all good tools for hunting those elusive contacts, the tower is frequently home as well to one of the most successful hunting entities known to ham and non-ham alike, a local hawk. The hawk doesn't need to key the mic to get a successful contact. The bird is, of course, a bit more omnidirectional, but it doesn't require any SWR measurements to safely get on, or in, the air. And shared a picture of the latest addition to the family tower in a recent Facebook post. As he sits in that familiar hunt-and-pounce position that may be familiar to many contesters, it's still a little hard to know. Does he have his sights set, perhaps? on Mouse Island off Corfu in Greece. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Ralph Squillacci, KK6ITB. With thanks to AMSAT News Service, Anne Elizabeth Manna, WB1ARU, the AWRL, CQ Magazine, David Behar, K7DB, DXWorld.net, InterestingEngineering.com, the Japan Amateur Radio League, KAN Israeli TV, National Trail Amateur Radio Club, the new Westminster Record, Ohio Pen DX, QRZ.com, the Radio Society of Great Britain, Russian Robinson Club, the Searchlight Newspaper, Southgate Amateur Radio News, ShortwaveRadio.de, Straight Key Century Club, The Times of Israel, The Turkish Press, VK90ABC.net, The Wireless Institute of Australia, Yulu Radio Movement, and you, our listeners, that's all from the Amateur Radio Newsline. You can write to us at newsline at arnewsline.org. We remind our listeners that Amateur Radio Newsline is an all-volunteer, non-profit organization that incurs expenses for its continued operation. If you wish to support us, please visit our website at arnewsline.org and know that we appreciate you all. For now, with Karen Eve Murray, KD2GUT at the news desk in New York, and our news team worldwide, I'm Don Wilbanks, AE5DW in Picayune, Mississippi, saying 7-3, and as always, we thank you for listening. Amateur Radio Newsline is copyright 2022. All rights are reserved.